Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome to another episode of the Creators Outlet, sponsored by our friends over at the Inked Marketing Team, who wants to remind you it's almost here, Loco Hero 2, the smash it returns from Monty Michael Moore. It's back and more Loco than ever with The Last Bastion. Stay tuned for more news at ink.com forward slash Loco Hero 2. And now... Rat. Facebook, Facebook fudged me. Uh, now we like to welcome our guest from across the pond, Russ Leach, the comic book black belt himself, with his star-spanning book, "Only Death Can Save Us," with all of his '80s and '90s comic book influences. Hello, thanks for having me on. Cheers. So uh, why don't you uh, let everybody know uh, who you are and a little bit about your background? Okay. Uh, my name's Russ Leach. Uh, I've had about a 35, 40 year, um, yeah, 35 years. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. Uh, uh, career in production, uh, retail, art direction, design, uh, and publishing. Um I had a, 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 a small scrape with Marvel <laughs> in the mid-90s, and uh, unfortunately it didn't go anywhere uh, spectacular for me. Uh, so I went away and, and had my career, and I came back in 2010 after I'd uh, finished uh, one of my businesses. I had a software application development business and uh, decided I was going to go full-time into illustration and uh, naively thought that I could maybe bring some of those, <laughs> some of those uh, pluses that I had for my previous career into it, but it, it didn't work that way. Uh, so I had to uh, work from the beginning all the way up. Um, fortunately, I had some uh, some luck on the way, and uh, ended up working with some great people. Uh, I, I worked with a guy called Tim Quinn and his brother Jason Quinn. Jason Quinn ended up 
I'd, I'd worked with him early on in 2011, and by 2015, I'd done a few uh, background, uh, indie books for uh, Unstoppable Comics and a few other bits and pieces, and he took me on as the artist for Doctor Who, uh, which I did in the UK uh, in 2015. I uh, then did some stuff for um, Marvel. I did a four-year run on an art book uh, for them, uh, the... Uh, how to draw the Marvel way, which is kind of like a uh, an homage to the old uh, draw the Marvel way book. Um, I also did some work for uh, the Ben Ten reboot. I did a strip for for uh, those guys, um, and uh, since then I've been doing my own stuff. So uh, I decided I, I did some storyboarding and um, other illustration, commercial illustration, uh, but really felt like I, I wanted to make my own books um, and uh, saw the way the, the comic industry was changing. It wasn't about getting a page rate anymore. It was about getting out there with your own IP. And uh, then the coof turned up and the, my work fell off a cliff. And it got, actually, I, I used it as a, a, there was a silver lining to that. I used it as an opportunity to create my first fully fledged own, you know, own book. And uh, that was Only Death Can Save Us. Um, and uh, that came out really well. I had, I had a really good campaign. Uh, the in-demand store is still open, but it'll be shut. I'm shutting it down 2nd of July. And the second book will, the campaign for the second book will start in September. Um, and I'm also working with Joe Fulton on um, Outliers Comics, uh, which I've done half the first book for. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really busy at the moment, having a great time, and uh, yeah, it's just been a journey getting here. <laughs> and uh, you also have some work in the Indie Volt Revolt sequential art book. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I got a um. I I the Arrow Comics. Uh, so so Indie and, and Arrow are, are kind of uh. There's a connection between the two of them because Randy Zimmerman who now runs Arrow Comics, he's brought that back, um, is uh, distributing through Liberty, and Liberty are obviously uh, owned by the same person that owns Indie Vault, um, which is Varian. Um, and uh, he asked me if I'd like to bring Only Death Can Save Us to uh, Arrow Comics as, as, a, uh, as a reprint, which I said I'd, be, I'd love to. So that's going to come out as floppies with some different content. Uh, which will all be uh, funneled back into book two for my backers uh, in August. I think the first copy is coming out. But he also asked me to see if I could drop some Only Death Can Save Us into the Indie Vault Revolt book. Um, and I did a black and white, I think it was seven page story, uh, which again exclusively will be coloured uh, and put into the second book. So there'll be extra content for people who haven't seen it. But if you want to see it in black and white, um, you'll be able to read it in the Indie Vault Revolt book, which I think their campaign is finished. Uh, yeah. But uh, they they did they were very happy with where that went. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that comes out. So am I. I ordered two of them. Oh, cool, cool. There's some great artists in there and some great creators. Uh, they they they. I think it ended up like 120 pages or something. Um, mm -hmm. I did a, a, a one of the opti uh, uh, optional covers as well. So he did like the old. Um, I think was it Marvel Presents or whatever, when you used to be able to, the, the book was like flipped. So mm -hmm. it was upside down and then you'd flip it over and start reading in, uh, which I always used to really enjoy. Um, so he, he did it like that. So there's effectively four covers, two options, four covers. Um, 
Well, that's why I, I had this. to buy. That's why I had to buy two of them. Yeah, that's why I had to buy two because the covers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I love the. Uh, I can never remember her name. I the the Rocket Girl cover. Mischievous. Oh no, the mischief! Right, yeah, the the Rocket Girl. That's um, yeah, that's somebody that that uh, Randy knows. Um, been in film and TV and all kinds of stuff, and and is eager. I think I did some Star Wars comics as well, mm-hmm. um, and uh, is eager to to get back. So uh, I think it. You know, there's some other there's some other stuff I've seen from Arrow, and from Liberty, and there's some cracking work out there. There really is. Oh um, yeah. So it's it's just it's good to see new people or or not even necessarily new but people who haven't been in the direct market come into the direct market uh i th- think it's it's a good idea to get your stuff out to as many different outlets and options for people to see as possible oh yeah well i bought i bought them i bought the mischievous cover because i loved the art on it mm. and i'm like then i had to buy the other one because one of the covers on the other one is yours and the other one is daphne's mm. But Daphne, yeah, Daphne Lazy's cover is great, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not afraid of you killing me, you know, because, oh, I got to take a trip over to the States and I got to do the, <laughs> uh, I'll just have some Jack. But, you know, <laughs> Daphne's liable to get in her car, you know, drive to New England and, you know, murderize me and, and, then, and then go back to work drawing, drawing little furry creatures. So I'm like, I go, yeah, I'm going to buy yeah. that one. <laughs> So I, I bought. So, I bought don't, don't mess with a Daphne. No, you know she she might tell you to get off a Marvel stick or something. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that this it's a great book. Uh, it's got some great talent in it, and uh, I was really pleased to be part of that. And uh, in Indie Vault is great as well because they're you know doing just you know the same kind of job that you're doing is you know getting getting creators out there underpinning um, what what I think will be. I think it will end up being the mainstream. I, 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 I think corporate comics are having trouble at the moment. Um, and yeah, instead I, of there I, being, I, I think instead in time, of being, yeah, instead I of there being it, just a few big companies producing the mainstream, I think there'll be lots of different outlets producing the majority of indie books, which will mm-hmm. in turn become what, what can people would consider the mainstream of comics. Yeah, because there's, there's so many people out there uh, on the indie market now that are mm. doing like full blown series. Like I had, I I talked to uh, Michael Watson the other night, and they're just wrapping up their Kickstarter for uh, for Hot Shots, releasing mm. uh, you know two trades. Because he's like, oh, can I get it in trade? Because you know that's the biggest yeah. that's the biggest seller, of course. So you know oversized books and, and trades and graphic novels are like the best sellers. And that's what's mostly coming out of the indie market. There's, there's single issues mm-hmm. too, but you know, an indie single issue comes out. It's like 32 pages. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, you get, you get real value for what you're getting. Um, obviously, you know, the cover price is a percentage higher than the mainstream comics, but then it's an artisan piece that you're getting. You, you feel like there's real worth to the books that you're getting and i i i mean i got uh i got this uh sovereign wolf just that came through the other day oh uh, yeah that fa- box was utterly, gorgeous utterly beautiful the box that they they sent in i mean wow <laughs> wow 
Wow. Just so damn good. Um, I'll be uh, back in um, Sweet Cars. Uh, oh, out, 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 outcast, isn't it? No. Um, downcast. That's it. I'll be back in the third one of that. I've got the first two. Um, I can't wait for Fatal. That looks just amazing. Uh, but but I'm I'm always picking up indie books. It's it, I'm I'm mainly picking up reprints of old Marvel and DC or or indie books, and uh, uh, just there's some fabulous stuff out there. Really pro stuff. I mean pro level. You've really got to up your game if you want to be taken seriously now as an indie creator. Oh yeah, um, I'm, I'm the, down. The standards are beautiful. I'm, I'm down to uh, three mainstream titles. Just because mm. you know, I started on Batman and Detective when I was like five years old at nineteen, wow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I've always been like a, a huge Hulk fan, but I, mm. I, I, I hate, I hate the Cates. So, and Donny Cates is taking right. over Hulk. So I'm like, mm. well, and leaves at issue fifty, wraps up the Immortal Hulk run, and I am <laughs> done. <laughs> Yeah, that's and it's, it, it's not, it is it's a pity. Nothing, it's nothing but back issues. Mm. Yeah, no, I just I, I'm I'm really enjoying. I, I'm trying to pick out a lot of the essentials where I can get them because you obviously mm -hmm. can only get to get them secondhand um, for the most part. I did pick up a brand new one the other day, but obviously it was in some comic book shop at the back of the <laughs> at the back of the shelf and they managed to flog it to me um but uh, yeah i'm picking up that i love seeing the black and white artwork because obviously i'm very much focused on pencils and inks so i love seeing that stuff um and the 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 standard of the work um that used to go into to those books and you know back in the day um and it's it's not so much because obviously like i was saying you, you've got fantastic art around now uh, but the fact that these guys would do it constantly, consistently, and churn out the number of pages that they churned out, and it still be stunning, uh, just it, it, it's everything to me. That's that's why I love comics. It, the, those comics that I bought and read when I was a kid, that's it. They are everything, um, and that's obviously fed into my style and the way that I want to draw. Um, so yeah, it, and and that's difficult because then you you look around at modern styles and there it's like uh, oh that's shiny what a lovely piece what a, what a nice thing that is what a lovely technique maybe I should put that into my style you go you got to back off and go no 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 it doesn't work it's, it that's their style it looks lovely it looks gorgeous so it's just about appreciation um, picking up as many books as I can uh, but but like I say for the most part it's reprints and indies yeah well uh, I. Uh... I buy off a uh, store out in Arizona, part of the uh, comic book shopping network. Mm. And uh, I just got another big box and it's huge. It's like this big. It, it holds like over a short box, that box, you know, packed properly the way they do. Uh, he fills up a short, you know, an actual short box <laughs> in a store with my name on it. And oh, wow. <laughs> once it's full, they pack it up and they ship it out media mail. I still have Brilliant. one that I that I just peeked in to look at the books from like <laughs> a month ago, and like a week and a half later, I got another one in. I'm Excellent. like, oh, jeez. But they feeding uh, feed the uh, feeding the addiction. There's nothing oh, wrong with that. Please, <laughs> comic books are my crack cocaine. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he had he had bought a collection off a guy in California, uh, like 80 long boxes. Oh. And half of that collection was all old indie stuff. Wow. So, I mean, I... Uh, I was in heaven. I, I got the uh, I got the naughty cover to uh, Elementals number one with Fathom swimming with the dolphin on the cover. <laughs> uh, so I bet there was some gems in there. Oh yeah, I might have I might have gotten a couple of cherry pop tots. Because uh, <laughs> why not? Um, why not? Yeah. But I bought. He put up. Uh, Mike Grell's uh, original from First Comics, John Sable Freelance run from like one to thirty-seven for twenty bucks. Mike, good lord, sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any kind of run for that kind of money, good lord, you know, one to one to twenty. Yeah, you know. So I bought like a whole bunch. I bought like a whole bunch of like indie stuff off him. So mm. I'm like, once in a while, I'll buy like you know something that catches my eye that might be. Uh, you know, nowhere, but most of it is just, you know, back issues. I'm like, that's, mm. that's all, that's all I'm buying. And yeah. once I get, once I get everything organized for the stuff that I'm selling and just getting rid of, you know, dollar, dollar sales online and just getting it out the door and just keeping, you know, the main, my main titles that I keep and, and like mm. all my indie stuff. Then I then I'll have like you know a month to go through and CLZ everything, so I actually know what I should be buying when I go and find, find oh back issue say what do you got oh that oh I like that cover then you get it home and you realize you have like five copies of that book and you're like what do I need one of these for always <laughs> a way oh yeah so if you want to uh, if you want to share uh, your Indiegogo link. Oh and, sure, yeah, and you can yeah, you can yeah. show us the book and tell us a little more about it. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you want me to uh, run my screen? Um, or yours? Yeah, yeah. You okay. can you can share it over here. I'll just author authorize it, and you can mm -hmm. just take us through the run. Okay, I'll just uh, call it up. Here it is. Only death can save us. Right, so um, this is, uh, as I was mentioning before, I'm, I'm a lover of the Bronze Age. So um, it's got a lot of those sensitivities uh, in, embedded in it from the art right the way through to the story. Um, the story is uh, it's, it's kind of like cosmic fun. Uh, there's there's depths within it um, if you want to find them, um, but if you just enjoy a bit of a, an action romp and uh, a good, you know, 
hero's journey, then then that's what you get as well. Uh, it ended up at 96 pages, so I've got some. Um, it's 60 pages of story, and uh, uh, the rest of it is is uh, a gallery, bios, pinups, that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. um, I got some guest artists involved, um, and uh, yeah, that's the, I, I I managed to get all the way through to. Um, to uh, all the way through my uh, finished art as well. So um, I started off uh, digitally uh, drawing comics uh, bizarrely uh, in 2010, um, and I developed a style, and I'm actually at a point now where I'm uh, drawing digitally and finishing off traditionally with inks. Uh, but even so, I, I wanted to create some, some physical artwork. So I had uh, four or five pieces that I managed to sell through this. Plus I did some um, A4 ink drawings as well. But in the next book, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much going to draw the whole thing traditionally. Um, and uh, the, the colors, uh, I, I do the colors. I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to get someone else to do all the flats on this this time. Uh, Cause I'm so busy. Um, but the uh, the color work, I wanted it to be kind of retro and and bright. I wanted it to have that uh, that kind of um, Bronze Age vibe to it. Um, so uh, the, they're they're quite simple colors. It's not overdone. Um, so um, yeah, it's it's just it's brash. It's fun. Uh, I feel like uh, it's it's pretty good value for money. You, you get a lot of book for your for your 25 bucks although it was 27 like i was saying because i got caught with the with the exchange rate um my next book will definitely be on the 25 i want to make sure of that uh and uh the the, the postage is pretty good as well we've got good postage over here in the uk so it isn't too expensive it's, it's not like you know it's the same as the book it's, it's just much less um and uh there's still you're still getting uh, a print i I ended up uh, being able to give everybody uh, a sticker and a um, go. I've got the uh, got the chibi. This is from Six AM Comics, and uh, he did a really nice illustration for me. Um, here we go, really nice. There you go. Oh, that was that was the cool. that was, it's very cool, very cool illustration, and that was for the fridge magnet. Um, and so I managed to get a sticker and a fridge magnet, but also uh, a black and white sign print out to everyone. Um, so there, there were extras, and I'll be doing extras the the second book as well. There'll there'll be there'll be stuff turn up in your package that you're not expecting. Uh, I think it's always good to 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 under under promise and over deliver. Oh, yeah. um, uh, at the moment, the featured set is the is the uh, the the print bundle. So you get five uh prints to three black and white from guest artists uh a print of the cover and also a print from the um indie vault cover actually oh, cool. um or you or you can pick up uh two for one um or there's still the uh character sketch available um so like i say this is all gonna t- i'm gonna turn this off on uh michael bancroft's show actually as long as that's still a, a thing he said it was um on friday the second um and then uh, i'll be be ready to launch into the second book in september and what's the uh what's the postage rate uh from you to the states 
I think it was about twelve dollars, thirteen dollars, something like that. Oh, that's that's uh, it's not it's not hideous. Um, so uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I've I've paid <laughs> I've paid as much in in uh, postage as as uh, as the co- price of the book uh, to get stuff sent to me from the states. So I I know it can be expensive, um, oh, and I yeah. wouldn't want to do that on every. But um, you know, it's it's not terrible. Um, and and the so for instance the five print uh, set the, the the five print bundle set, I don't think it's much more than the, just the standard. In fact, it might even be the same price because I, I get it in under five hundred um, grams. So um, yeah, it's it's not it's not terrible at all. Uh, the book itself is um, I can show you actually if you want to see. I've got a book here. Oh, up, up there somewhere. Just give me a second. The book is uh, is matte. It's got a matte cover, matte finished cover. Oh, nice. nice. And soft and silky. And the pages are uncoated, which means that you can smell the ink. So just in case. Oh, <laughs> you, bronze you, age. You, uh, so it's not quite. Um, it's not quite newsprint because obviously I, I can't get newsprint done for such a low run. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is uncoated paper. So it, it's got that, it's got that feel. I, I think the closest I can say is it's, it's a bit like some of the one shots or graphic novels from Marvel in the nineties yeah. where you got a, a sort of a, a thicker cover and then you got this thicker paper in the, but it wasn't shiny. So it's not all chase. It's all matte inside. Um, and that, that gave me just the look that I wanted. Absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely nailed it. Uh, Mixam, I got it printed through. They did a brilliant job. Um, very reasonable as well. I was very pleased with it, and and I've had some great reviews. I've had people be very kind uh, with their with their uh, responses to the book. So um, I'm definitely up for a second one, and uh, there will be. <laughs> Hiya, Jim, Mike. Um, there will be, uh, as I say, a second book, and um, it will continue the story. It's a book. It's a, a three-book arc, so there will be a a, a, um, and a progression over the three books. There will be a start, beginning, and end to each book. So, even though this one left you at, at the end with kind of like a question mark, the actual story end to end was was kept within so i tried to keep it like uh uh like episodic content used to be um obviously that won't be quite the same for the for the uh reprints of the floppies because obviously it will be segmented up um but uh the way the second book is being written it's got that more in mind uh so there'll be a a, a genuine start and an end for the book but also you know they'll they'll be self-contained within each floppy uh redistribution so um yeah I, I overall i've had a great campaign um i i got to 243 backers i'm hoping i can maybe eke out to 250 before i turn it off uh but but it's it's far um uh outreached my my expectations i i didn't i i just n- never thought that i'd get this far with it so uh really really pleased uh so grateful for the response and all the backers and uh i'm really pleased with the outcome 
and and of course this book led to me working with um joe fulton as well on the outliers project uh and uh i i think i'm producing some of the some of the best work i've done um and it's actually led me to it's it's helped in in my uh sort of uh, journey to to doing more traditional inked work um and the stuff that i've been doing for the arrow comics covers and an extra content which has like i say will be all of that will be funneled into the second book for my backers as well as some extra uh exclusive content that you'll only get on the campaigns um it's it's really led me to do the the, the work of my life to be honest um it's it it's a it's really a voyage of discovery and I'm uh, absolutely enjoying myself. <laughs> Hopefully that comes out in the book and, and people enjoy that uh, in outliers as well. Hopefully people really enjoy uh, what I'm, what I'm producing and, and, uh, and sort of get the, the passion and the, and the love of, 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 of what I'm doing um, because I'm really enjoying myself so much at the moment. Where did the idea for the uh, the characters in uh, Only Death Can Save Us come from? I um, well, they're inspired by Saturday morning cartoons, I suppose. Things like He Man, um, you know, X Men, and all that kind of stuff. It it, it all the the, the Bronze Age uh, stuff as well, and and all of that sort of fun action. I wanted a book that was all ages. And I wanted it to be fun and I wanted it to be a bit cosmic because I wanted to shovel some of the things that I enjoy in. So like listening to pseudoscience on on YouTube and, uh, you know, um, bits and pieces about consciousness and and uh, and quantum physics and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to funnel all those little bits and pieces that I really enjoy listening to into the backstory of whatever I was doing. Uh, but I also realized I needed something. I wanted to produce a character that, to a degree, had something that was already recognisable about them. And, of course, you know, you've, you've got these archetypes, gods, god, death, uh, the devil, uh, you know, things that everyone knows about from either pop culture or religion or culture in general. Um, so I, I kind of, I was kind of looking for that thing and came up with death, but thought, let's make death the hero let's let's take his part of the you know as being part of the four horsemen but flip it on its head and make them the good guys um and see what i can do with that in a kind of a cosmic cubish starling-esque kind of way um and uh, and so from there that's that's where it grew from and and i wanted a i wanted i also wanted a story where not so much redemption, but sort of a, a change of heart. So um, that death in, at the start of this is kind of a little um, disingenuous. He's, he's not that bothered by people because he sees so many souls coming through the process, as it were, and he ends up being attached to Chrissy uh, by the end of it in a very personal way. The, the, the two of them become tight friends, um, and he feels responsible for her. And so that, that changes his perspective from a very sort of global sort of cosmic universal approach to consciousness and to other entities like souls right the way down to a very, a very uh, focused uh, personal 
in you know interpersonal relationship with one single person so uh and then on and but but that's kind of like the the subtext to it um i also wanted him to have to be able to have a a massive fight in it so so that's where i came up with satan well that's that's uh, where you that's where you get the best of yeah. any comic book in the bronze exactly. age uh, yeah i just wanted a big barney um and uh i also wanted to 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 have a kind of a pantheon of the gods i've always loved thor uh, and the whole Asgardian thing that Marvel put together. And I wanted to do something that, that had that kind of feel to it. Um, and, and so I, I that's why well, it's like I say, I went looking for some of those cultural icons and, and death is death has been displayed in lots of different ways over the years, but I don't think he's ever been displayed as the superhero. And so that's, that's where it came from. I I played Death for about thirty seconds back in twenty sixteen, but they they woke <laughs> me up with the paddles, and I'm like, damn, I'm still here. Nice one, <laughs> you you beat Death. That's good. I beat Death. <laughs> Everybody's like, was, he was. That's because Hell saw you coming. Like, no, no, take him back. <laughs> we don't want him. We can't afford to pay his bar him. tab. <laughs> So this so this I, whole this whole journey for you has has been has been uh, very interesting to me. Uh, you know the little tidbit with Marvel and you know doing you know doing the commercial work and then reining it back in and be like uh, second childhood. I want to draw comics mm, and yeah, yeah. then you you just you know you made it happen. You put all the stuff that you that you love into it. Uh, and this book has done extremely well and people that don't know it can get, uh, you know, introduced to it, uh, as they back the, uh, indie vault revolt. And I, I could not back that because I'm like, I don't think I can afford the shipping, uh, <laughs> right now from Mar V from Portugal to the States. Mm. For uh, for Sin Killer, so I definitely want to see a Sin Killer story. I can read a little bit of Death Can Save Us. Uh, there's a bunch of other stories mm. in there that just look amazing. Uh, I can I can get a little bit of uh, Glenn Fleming's work in there. I was about to say there's Glenn in there. There's uh, a Jake Twister, and uh, there's some superb stuff. And and uh, anthologies often have a bad bad rap. Um, bad rep, sorry, uh, but uh, they can be really good fun. I mean, my you know, one of my favorite comics of all time is 2000 AD, and for all intents and purposes, it was an anthology, it was just like it was just a um, a weekly anthology that you, you could have all the stories that you, you kept going with. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a quality book, I think, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing it and reading everybody else's stories. I love anthologies because mm. you get you get so much packed into you know mm. one book, and it's usually for like a tremendous price point, and and you can you will undoubtedly find at least two or three stories that resonate with you through the mm. through like a big anthology like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and often you'll find uh, creators that you'll think, oh, I really like that. And you'll follow them 
and find them elsewhere. Uh, so yeah, no, they're, they're, they're great shop windows. Um, like I say, they've, they've had a bit of a bad rep, but I think they're great things. I, that's my first, my first outing was for Marcosia, uh, in a, um, uh, a book Brit, I think it was uh, British, British comic book or something. I can't remember what it was. It's up here. Excuse me a sec while I look through my uh, library and see if it's up. Here. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think it's here. British Showcase, it was called. And um, I got a couple of stories in that. And that actually put me on the road uh, because I met different people through it. Other people saw the work. And, and you know, they, they really are great things. If they're organized well and people aren't out to, to screw you, <laughs> which does yeah. happen, unfortunately. Um, if they're organized well, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they can be fantastic things. So uh, yeah. And definitely worthwhile taking part in if you if you can if you can get involved. Yeah, one of the uh one of the one of the uh prior to this one, one of the biggest ones that I that I saw uh and it was a hell of an undertaking was uh Cthulhu invades uh Oz from uh uh, Trav- yeah, I heard of that one. Yeah, from, uh, Travis Travis Gibb organized it with like you know fifty people. Yeah, you, you organized like one project for fifty people. I'm like, you you just became a, a major publisher. You've got a yeah. <laughs> with fifty yeah. different creators in there. You know, at least two to three per like every short story, and yeah. it just it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's great to have quality, you know, depth and breadth of, of quality and, and, uh, very, very variety. So wonderful yeah, things. I've, I've got, uh, four different anthologies that I backed that are, that will be on the way sometime between now and Christmas. Cool. You know, so cool. I didn't realize how many books that I had backed uh, until I uh, I went on RJ's open mic a couple of weeks ago on Critical Blast. Right. And, right. you know, we were just asking each other about, you know, what they backed. And then, you know, I, I felt rather small because, <laughs> you know, within five minutes, RJ's pulled up a list of like 75 indies that he's backed. And I'm like... I feel really small right now. <laughs> you know, I back 32, but you know, I'm I'm living on, you know, very a very tight income, you know, being disabled oh. and all now. So I'm like Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have it's, it's, a, a lot of money for uh Michael Watson's thing, but they did a thing where they were releasing uh digital content from Right like lots and lots of other indie creators donated their their books and they made a mm. they made a tier for up to 50 people donate one dollar and if we get enough if we get x amount of people in there we're gonna unlock like 25 or 30 different comics that you'll get to download and read oh that's cool that's you pretty know. cool. I I think Sim's doing uh I he's doing something like that because I put my my nine page preview in. Um 
and I, I think that's just like a dollar. I think oh, it's yeah, on yeah. Comixology or something, yeah. And it's only going to be a dollar just, just so that people can see lots of different uh, different creators. And it, it's, it's such a good idea, such a good idea. Oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, I yeah I would say the same. It's like it's not always about whether you buy the book. It's it's just about being there and supporting people. You do great work, and it's it's all part of the the scene. I don't like using the word community. <laughs> it's it's all part of the scene, you know, like networking and and just having um, passion mm-hmm. for the medium. You know, passion for the medium, and that's infectious. And and that's that that's more important than anything because once it's infectious like that, when you get people that are passionate about it, it means that other people will join. You'll you'll grow an audience, you'll grow the crowd, and then more people are likely to buy the book. It's it's not just about whether you buy it or not. It's about how how much you support the the medium itself. Um, I, I comics are the best storytelling medium in my personal opinion. They are better yeah. than film. They are better than novels. Um, that they do everything. If they're done well, they do everything. Um, and I've, I've actually stopped. I've actually stopped watching films at the moment. I just, I, I've stopped playing video games. Stopped watching movies. I'm just so embedded in this now. Uh, I, when I'm not reading a, a book, the films out there I'm, right now are just rubbish. So, yeah, exactly. When I'm not reading a book, I'm making a book, and it's like it's 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 a great great life. It really is. Yeah, Mike, yeah, that's, exactly, a, that's Mike. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the fact that people interact. I mean, uh, I, I was talking about this with, with Joe the other day on Fortinland. It's, it's so important to, when you're at conventions, you get that opportunity to speak to people. And sometimes they come at you like, uh, like you're special because you're sitting on one side of the table and they're on the other. And I mm-hmm. personally, I don't like that. I, I just want I just want the interaction. Uh, I'm really keen on on speaking to people, encouraging people. I'd like I was saying the other day, there's I, I I've been at conventions where younger uh, creators have come to me with work, and and I've encouraged them, and they was they were just amazing artists, better than I could ever be, and you you feel a little bit fraudulent encouraging these people because they're just so damn talented, but it means something to them, and and if you can do that a lot more by being on YouTube and being available, being transparent, you know, and, 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 and letting people just ask questions whenever they want, just so they can see the whites of your eyes, you know, it's really important and it, it brings everybody up. It helps everybody. Uh, and, and yeah, you're right. Just having that kind of support and loving the medium. Still doing is bringing, yeah, binging books, constantly binging. <laughs> well, the, the other week I sat down and I binged uh, Life on Cora 1 through 3. I had read 3, but I read it again because I actually had it in front of me. Nice. You know, which was, you know, a lot, you know, a lot different. And it was even better because I, I wasn't expecting them. I bought a I bought a, a Joker commission off of Mike and... uh and he was gracious enough to, uh, as a as a present, gave me like those three issues. Yes. So I sat down and read the books right, in as well. Yeah, sat down and read them right away, and it was even better because Pops was like, "Goes, how'd you get yours before I get mine?" <laughs> <You> go, Genetics. 
the male lady's afraid of me. <laughs> if you don't get books in on any given day and it's not raining, you're just going to go golfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, so, I, ain't get, um, I ain't got time for that. If you uh, want to see some of the um, art, I can show you. Oh, yeah, please. Um, so uh, I'll share some of the... So did I, Pops. So this is... Um, what, what I'm doing is uh, for the extra content in the Arrow books... Um, I'm putting together fact files, uh, kind of, they're kind of like the DC Marvel fact files, but they, they have a little story to them. So they're like, uh, introducing you to the world, uh, that, that sits behind only death can save us, uh, that's hinted at in the first book. Like I say, these are going out into the, the arrow comics, but they'll also be supplied to everybody who backs the second book. And then on top of that, um, as I say, there'll be exclusive content as well. Um, and this is uh, this is one of a series of those pages from the from the second book. We'll go to the next one. As uh, I think I put this up earlier on um, Twitter for people to see. And um, this one again, they're they're kind of like these um, uh, sort of like uh, splash pages with 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 text over the top of them uh rick has gone through my ideas as the writer and um and repurposed what what i wanted and given me uh some rather lovely prose for it and this, this is the cover to issue three which is uh being flatted as we speak um so uh yeah things are moving on and um like i say i'm, I'm really in, enjoying it that like i say that's traditional uh, inks that I've, that I've scanned in um, really enjoying the work at the moment yeah this is you know this just screams like I, I look at this page and I'm like oh he might have been breaking out his inner Jim Starlin a little bit on this cover <laughs> yeah yeah it's a bit of that going on without a doubt um, so this, uh, this this stuff is a bit bonkers um, but I like the brain, <laughs> as uh, as Kronos, uh, he's he's your uh, narrator for this, this part of the book, um, and uh, sadly I got hold on. Money's been hard for the last few months. Uh, you know it happens, mate. It's like we we can't all buy everything we want. I can't. I I have to miss out on uh, brain. Brian the Brain. Um, I have to miss out on books all the time because there's oh, yeah. just too many. But that, but that's a great problem to have, that there are just so many great books out there uh, from, from a position where just a, a couple of years ago there wasn't. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty sim yeah, and, simple. And there wasn't. Now, I mean, there's so many indie books that even if everybody got together between critical blast and liberty distribution and got these into like every store all over the world, mm. there wouldn't be enough room in any given store, even, you know, except maybe no. mile high to 
put the books that are coming out on a regular nice. basis from indie like on the on the shelves like stores have to like pick and choose i know like like yeah. the collective does that and uh uh space cadets out in texas uh jen is a huge uh indie comic supporter out there they they've got like an entire row of like new indie comics as as they come in and they will like when a number one comes out from a creator that they know and they've done well with before they will order when they when they place their their you know their retail order off off their kickstarter or indiegogo they order one of every single book right like the signed ones the hollow foil one whatever you got wow. they will they will buy them all because they can package them you know they they'll keep like half of them single and then they'll package the rest and be like we'll give you a deal on all these cool Diamond would be bankrupt <laughs> in a year. <laughs> oh, if, if only. <laughs> I actually noticed I ran out of boxes on LOC. I'm going to have to do a reprint. Oh, an LOC oh, one. Oh, wow. Su success, a reprint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're going to go to a second good. print. That means you get to do a new cover, Mike. Yeah, yeah, do it. Because you know that's that's definite, yeah. Because I like this idea that you got going on here. Because man, uh, I found my first comic book store when I was fifteen. Before mm -hmm. that, it was you know spinner racks at the yeah. at, at the yeah. local five and dime or drugstore or whatever, uh, the supermarket, and be like you know begging my mother to buy me a book. Have to behave all week for one lousy comic book. Yeah, that's where I that's where I got my first. Uh, comic books were just local um news we had news agents and they were effectively sweet shops with new with papers in uh there'd be magazines and what have you but there'd be a whole rack of comics um mm -hmm. and and i i remember you know uh bugging my mum and dad to to get me comics the first comic that i can remember drawing from was a book called stalker by dc um and the first book that I bought for myself with my own money was Captain Britain. And that had okay. reprints of uh, Fantastic Four by Kirby and then Boosima, but all Joe Sinnott. Um, and it had reprints. It, it reprinted the original run of uh, Nick Fury um, uh, by Steranko. And uh, it also ended up having, th I think it had some um, Avengers in it uh, and also had some, Doctor Strange at one point, I believe. Uh, it was a long time ago now. Um, but but all that stuff made such an impression on me. Uh, and then I went through the 90s, which is when I kind of scraped up against Marvel, uh, where everybody wanted to be Jim Lee, including me, but only Jim Lee can be Jim Lee. Um, and, uh, and it wasn't until I came back to comics, uh, started buying comics again, and then when I, I finally decided to... To, to, to be an illustrator and go back to comics as, as a job um, that I really started to appreciate my uh, uh, my original tastes that what, what, what really got me going what, what really made me love comics um, and I, then I'd started buying up loads of reprint stuff and loads of old comics that I could get my hands on um, and and started developing my own style and you know, the, the last thing I'd want to do is copy somebody else's style. 
but I'm heavily influenced. There's no doubt about that. Um, so hopefully what I've done is I've, I've tried to take those influences and give it my own twist. And the, the thing that you want as a comic book artist is for somebody to say, that's a Russ Leach or, or that's a, a Mike Jimmy or, or that's a, an even fans, Ethan Van Skyver or, or that's a Brian Bolland. You know, you want people to pick you out and go, I recognize that style. Um, and if you can do that, if you can get there, then I think you, you've got a measure of success uh, behind you. So, um, so they, yeah, those early books and bit and and again, not going to a comic book shop. I love comic book shops, but that's because I'm a nerd because I love comics. Um, mm-hmm. You need to have comics everywhere. That's that's why we've lost generations of readers because those comics weren't literally at the height of a kid's head <laughs> on a shelf as they walked past. Um, if they were then maybe we wouldn't have lost so many readers in the, in the meantime between sort of 1985 and now. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that's the way of it. And, and now we are where we are. So the best thing we can do is is make the best books we can. And, and now we have literally a global showcase on the internet, uh, you know, and, and uh, things like, uh, you know, sites like Kickstarter and, and especially for, for me, at least Indiegogo, uh they're they're the new place they're the new they're the new comic shop Uh, and i don't want comic shops to go away i love comic shops but um we you know the 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 market's changing the the industry is changing Mm -hmm. and uh we need to you know as creators you need to you need to bend and and weave with that uh, you know uh dodge and, and dive as it were um and and as smaller creators we're agile we can do that um so I, I'm I, I'm absolutely blown away by the audience that I've managed to garner just for myself. Um, you, know, you think, you know, as as an artist, as a creator, you. I don't know who it was that said it. I've I've repeated this uh, before, but I don't know who it was that actually said it. But you only need a thousand dedicated artists, uh, de- dedicated fans, or consumers of your work uh, to make yourself a living. Um, and to be honest, from my perspective, I only need 500. <laughs> I could do, I could quite happily do do two books a year on 500 fans uh, or 500 readers, should I say. I don't like the word fan. Um, 500 readers, 500 uh, people in my audience. And uh, I'd, I'd live quite well enough. Thank you very much. I'd be very, very happy with that. So getting 250 on my first outing, being able to work with Joe now uh, on, on Outliers, uh, and that being a sort of hopefully a, a a future project to come on as well, um, I'm I'm in a great place. Oh yeah, well I remember uh, when I worked when I walked into that store, uh, the original Crisis on Infinite Earths for DC <laughs> just started to come out, and I was like, whoa, because I was looking at, uh, you know. George Perez with like a million and one characters on every cover. And I'm yeah. like, what's this? <laughs> and then I, then I, you know, and I, then I'm flipping through the book and I see, I see the actual, you know, ad slick for this, the series worlds will live, worlds will die. The DC universe will never be the same until six months later when we fuck it all up again. Uh, <laughs> The clock is ticking. <laughs> that's 
That's Mike. That's great. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I, 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 something I did uh, after I uh, finished the business in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I did a couple of online projects with some some other uh, agencies, um, and then I focused on doing my own thing. Um, and I did all kinds of jobs. I did extra on top. I did some teaching of art. I t taught karate at different places. Uh, did did all kinds of bits and pieces um, until I could get the job that I wanted. Um, but I actually, we actually sold up. I mean, we, my wife was very supportive, and we had a house where we had, and we sold that up and got a smaller house so that I didn't have the mortgage so that I could take the risks that I needed to take. Um, I feel I feel desperately uh, concerned for younger people and, and the trouble they have in the creative industries trying to make it in. Um, they wouldn't have been as fortunate as I as I was because I'd already had a career and a life. And that's not to say that I'm independently wealthy. I am not. I need to work for a living. But I because I got rid of that mortgage, it meant that I could take more risks. It meant that I could take lower paying jobs. Um, and uh, that's that's tricky to do when you're younger and you want fun or you've got a young family or whatever. Um, but that, that gave me the opportunity to do what I'm doing now. And um, that's, uh, that's that that meant that meant a lot doing, you know, having that kind of support from from my family. So. Yeah, it's uh, it means a lot when you're when you're doing something that you love to do, hmm. you know. Because yeah, yeah. we we've we've all had those shitty jobs, mm -hmm. you know, Marvel, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I, I started out uh, in in London. I worked in in the city of London, did all kinds of uh, stuff. Uh, I was in, I, I I started I started off straight out of college in a in a print shop. Um, I did design and uh, layout. And then I went off and worked in the banking industry for about three years. I uh, was a runner on the dealing floor over at Lloyd's of London, did all kinds of different stuff, worked in a bar, or, you know, the usual yeah, stupid stuff. Um, and uh, then I came back to design and I was in publishing and then in retail point of sale uh, and uh, brochure design. So I used to art direct for clients like Sony or over here, we have a big uh, retail outlet called Argos and they used to have a, a, a big fat catalog that I used to do the design work in for and art directing, uh, along with lots of other art directors. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I did all kinds of things and I ended up having my own business and, uh, producing, uh, online applications and, uh, data, uh, data analysis for, uh, the, the, the holiday industry. So I've, I've done all kinds of wacky things. Um, but, uh, all the way through, all I ever wanted to do was draw comics. Um, so, uh, I, I feel that I'm very fortunate to be able to go full circle and come back to it. Construction worker, mailman, mover. Yeah. We'll ever get the bills paid. Exactly. Um, but, but like you're saying, uh, Mike, um, having that, having that lower, uh, level. So, I mean, I, we don't need a huge amount of money, which means that I can take risks, uh, but but putting yourself in that position, too many people are just focused on things, buying things, consumerism. It's not good for you. <laughs> Live your life, have fun. I know my 
my whole loft is filled with consumerism. <laughs> I, I got to sell a lot of my consumerism because yeah. it's it's taking up too much space. Yeah, I love so- it. I love it all, but <laughs> I, I, you know, some some of this comic and toy stuff is you know like an old girlfriend. Well, oh yeah, yeah. I love yeah. you way too long. It's time for you to go. <laughs> yeah, it's time for you to get a new home with somebody else that'll love you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, hate, hate to see him go, love to watch him leave, you know, that kind of thing, and yeah. get out. <laughs> That's I'll, it. I'll, I'll be honest, as far as my comics are concerned, I don't think there is any kind of bad consumerism. <laughs> I can live without the TV. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to, you know, I got to ha- I got to have something to watch and yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, most most of it'll have, you know, I've got one TV that's old but it's big, so I like it. Uh yeah, yeah. I still can't see the print on the screen when I'm scrolling through apps to watch something. <laughs> you know, and it's only 10 feet away, you know. But uh I've got a I've got a smaller uh, like Roku TV that I've got a I've got my old PS3 hooked up to, oh, nice. so you know I can I can just I can just break out like an old TV show or uh, cool you know some some of the old Star Trek movies or you know the only three Star Wars movies that count and uh, yeah yeah that's the one yeah and and, and watch them <laughs> it's like did you watch did you even watch the others yeah I watched them but. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's you know, instead of a movie that you like, well, I like this little part here and I like that little part there. What was your favorite part? The credits. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when it ended. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Paul Pops. No more no Pops. No new comics today. I got I got I got my new comics the other day, Pops. <laughs> there, there, there's about 200 of them in the box. Uh, I haven't opened to look at them yet. There's some indie comics in there too. So that's, you know, indie comics and back issues. That's all I'm doing. But yeah, like I said, with uh, when I first discovered uh, Crisis and I started buying that, uh, I was like, who's this? Who's that? Mm. There, I, I recognized somehow probably all the bronze age stuff. Cause they threw everybody into like all these different books all the time. But, uh, and I was like, who's this, who's that? And they get sick of answering my questions. <laughs> so it was like, you know, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> See the bottom row over there down on the right. He goes, yeah. What's, what's the book say? Who's who? <laughs> So go over there and buy those, <laughs> and and then you can you can go home and read those, and then you will know who everybody is uh, because yeah. they're using everybody from the DC universe. Brilliant. I'm like, oh, cool! So I bought them all. Yeah, cool. Un- Unstoppable Comics do a a, a a line like that where they um they show all the characters and give you bios about them and what what their backstories are. I think uh, Joe's talking about doing something along those lines as well. I think he might be, because um, I'm doing a a full set of turnarounds of all the characters. So I think he might be supplying that and and the background to the characters. So it that kind of thing, it it's it's good face. It's uh, immersive. 
Yeah, you know, it adds, yeah, it adds yeah, so much depth to that, yeah. to that title. Yeah, which know, is why know. I'm doing those fact file things to, to, to like add to the immersion and, and give people something to, to hook on to. Yeah, it, it, it grows. If there's already an attachment to the characters, it grows that attachment that much mm. deeper. Yeah. And if, they, if they're just getting into the book and they haven't really submerged themselves in it yet, Starting to read stuff like that is gonna, you know, just just pull them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you get you get your Godfather moment. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> so I want to thank you for uh, joining us and and uh, chatting up a little bit. And uh, no problem. You thank know, you for having me on. Thank you. Fi- finally, on my show instead of everybody else's. What a great show! You know, so uh, you know, I like to have fun and just you know, have a, have a little bit of a relaxed conversation and, <laughs> and, and, and get the bullet points of, uh, you know, cause it would be great for us to get to that 250 mark before he closes up. Yeah, the first I mean, book. I, like I say, I'm completely blown away by the kind of, res- by the response I've had and by the backers I've had that if I got to 250, that would just be fabulous. The only, the only downside of it is when I bring out my second book is if I can beat that, <laughs> which is going to be really, really hard. Um, but uh, it's it well. uh, But yeah, it's, uh, thank you for having me on. It's been um, it's been great fun, and uh, it's it's all it's always uh, a pleasure to to be with anyone who's supported books the way that you do. Well, thank you. Uh, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can follow you and uh, where they can uh, subscribe to your YouTube channel and all that good stuff? Sure. Okay, you can find me as uh, Comic Book Black Belt on YouTube. Uh, you'll see. On the on the channel, you'll see the work that I produce. I do like breakdowns of of uh, the books that I've produced, but also there's some Marvel stuff on there, some Ben Tens and Doctor Who. There's Outlier stuff on there now, as well as Only Death Can Save Us. Uh, it's not arrogance on my part. I am a third Dan black belt, and I appreciate that your journey only starts from the basics once you get your black belt. And I feel it's the same way with my art. Um, I've, I've kind of, I think like I've mastered the basics, but there's so much more to do and there's so much more to learn and there's so much more I can do with my own style. So that's where the parallel of comic book black belt comes from, not an arrogance thing in any way. Um, so you can find me there as comic book black belt on YouTube. You can also find me at rustleach.com at comicbookblackbelt.com. All the links to all my, uh, so I've got a, a mail list. Yeah, you sign up for that. Uh, obviously, you'll get more information about Only Death Can Save Us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on the Fleecebook, all those kind of places. Uh, just come find me and I'll chat to you about uh, about comic book art and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, Only Death Can Save Us has got its own website, onlydeathcansaveus.com. And there's a link there to the current in demand. But there'll always be some kind of link there for you to, to go and find yourself a book or the latest campaign. Very good. Uh, Mike says... You well beyond deserve it, Russ. Really hope you get there before you close. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, so uh, this is going to be going up on my uh, on my podcast network. So a little while this uh, this chat will uh, be available anywhere you can download podcasts from as well. Excellent. Thank you. Will. So I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, I'm sure I will I will see you on the on the indie voltage and uh, yes. And, uh, you know, many other places as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, obviously, like a quick shout out to them to Indie Vault. If you can, if you find, you can find me occasionally lurking about on the Indie Vault uh, YouTube channel, uh, and also over at Sim and Sugar. That I go find those guys occasionally and drop in with those uh, with them, and uh, also obviously Joe Fulton, Fulton Land on a Thursday. And if you want to see my art live, I actually stream on a Monday night or Monday evening. Uh, for uh, those people in the United States. And ne is it next week or the week after? Uh, CromCon's coming up, so... Uh, That's right. I will be with, with Pops on the 26th. Very good. In in the in the a.m. for us. Well, you know, a.m. because it's like 12 noonish. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know when, I don't know when about, so I've... I've I know that I've agreed to it, and I know that I have a note of it. <laughs> when and, it gets when it gets to the twenty fifth, I'll double check my time zone. <laughs> and 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 some and somebody that uh, can do math will have to let Glenn know because yeah. you know. <laughs> Good old Glenn. Pop, pops was going nuts. Can you please come on? I, I I have I have no sidekick. I have no co-host. I have no guests. I don't know where Glenn is. I go, he's in the UK. Shut up. <laughs> That's no good. It's no good to me there. Come on, and then, Glenn. And then Dave showed up, so we just started we just started playing show and tell for an hour till Glenn <laughs> till Glenn arrived in his own sweet time. Good old Glenn. He's been everywhere. <clears throat> so uh yeah, uh thanks once again. And uh we look forward and and all the best of luck hitting that 250 mark before. Before the close, and uh, let's see, 8 p.m. your time and 3 p.m. Eastern our time. Mm -hmm. It's about then. Yep. Sounds about right. Sounds I, should about be, right. I should be awake by then, Pops. Yeah. <laughs> but, thank you. All right. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, everybody have a great weekend. Yeah. Uh, happy Father's Day to all you motherfuckers. Das wird dann, ja. <laughs>